I'm Tina Tang, an equities trader turned jewelry designer turned strength coach for women over 40. This podcast is my survival guide to health over 40, where I'll share things I wish my mom had told me, and where I'll interview experts to give us guidance about aging well. Check in every week for my newest episode. Hi, friends. I wanted to share something special I started this summer. If you live in the Jersey City area, I am now coaching my own small group strength training sessions twice a week. Because form and personal connection are very important to me, these training sessions are limited to five people. If you're new to strength or simply love a small group environment, come join me. You don't need to be a beginner since these are semi-personal training sessions where I will be attentive to your level. I'll leave the training schedule in the show notes. Now on to this week's episode. Welcome back. I've got my monthly guest expert, Dr. Christine Hyde, educating us on the concept of when your male partner has low sexual desire. Uh, Dr. Hyde is the founder of the New Jersey Center for Sex Therapy and has been a practicing sex therapist for over 26 years. And let's go straight into it. Yeah. Understanding low desire in men. So, Dr. Hyde, why is there a stigma about low desire in men? Well, you know, we're socialized, men are socialized from being very little boys, that they are supposed to be actors, they're supposed to be assertive and confident, and they're supposed to be the directors and the producers and the initiators of all things sexual. And women are unfortunately socialized to take men's lead, uh, wait for the man to approach you, and that we are supposed to learn all of our sexuality from our male partners, that the men are supposed to know exactly what to do sexually, be prepared sexually, guide us, please us, know exactly what we, what we love, what we desire, and also, you know, potentially read our minds as to what we, what we enjoy. And that's just an unattainable um, amount of, it's an unattainable goal. Um, It's not conducive to a reciprocal sexual relationship. And it puts a tremendous, a tremendous amount of pressure on men to be all-knowing, all-powerful sexually. In addition, you know, most of the male images that we see in the media and in society are of men that uh, have no problems initiating, have uh, no problems with their erections, no problems with orgasm, and they are so knowledgeable in the woman's body that they should know our bodies better than we know our own bodies. And for men, that puts a lot of pressure and it causes lots of uh, issues in terms of their feeling confident, their feeling that they can put themselves in such situations where they may have to perform. And as a result, we often see men avoid, we see men retreat, we, say, we see men that seem like they have low desire, and they may very well have low desire from all of these pressures and more. Is since this is you know this is your specialty, is this more of a Western culture uh, expectation, or you think this is actually kind of just humankind? 
I think it's kind of humankind, right? Mm-hmm. Men, men have sort of been the ones that are supposed to go out and procreate amongst lots of people and they're ready and they're erect and they're always have desire and they're always turned on. And, you know, we're sort of taught as women, our job is to go, no, 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 thank you, you know, and sort of fend them off. Uh, mm-hmm. as though they're walking around ready to ha- be sexual at any given point. And that's a ridiculous uh, belief and that's a ridiculous concept. But yet it is one that remains, I think, mm-hmm. pretty globally understood. What are some of the common reasons for low desire? There are so, so many reasons for what looks like low desire. Sometimes it's actually low desire. Like I, I don't really want to be sexual. And reasons for that can be, you know, I suffer from a tremendous amount of anxiety. I'm I'm generally a, a nervous person. Even if I'm not generally a nervous person, I'm nervous in this particular arena. So sometimes we look at men and we're like, wow, they're so confident and they're captains of industry and they, they know how to do so many things and they're so capable. And then we kind of just assume they're also as confident in the bedroom. And that's that's not necessarily true by any stretch of the imagination. So a lot of men suffer from anxiety, anticipatory anxiety, um, anxiety about, am I going to be able to get hard? Am I going to be able to stay hard? Um, am I going to come too quickly? Am I not going to be able to come? Um you know, what if I'm not able to satisfy my partner? What if she or he doesn't have orgasms? What if, you know, what if they don't like my body? You know, we always assume women are the ones with the body image issues. Not so very, not, not so much. Men also can have body issues. Um, another common cause is depression. You know, I'm, I'm in a funk. I'm not feeling great. I have I'm preoccupied. Uh, I'm stressed out. Another common thing. Uh, Relationship problems. You know, I love you very much, but honestly, I don't like you very much. You're barking at me. You're nagging me. Excuse me. You're not satisfied with me. You're upset Mm -hmm. with me. All these are sort of emotional repellents against feeling sexy or sexual. Lots of medical conditions, cancer, heart disease, um, you know, just a physical disability. I've gone through knee replacements. I've gone through hip replacements. Um, I'm working out and I'm totally sore. You know, just that can do it. Um, Sleep apnea. You know, what people who suffer from sleep apnea definitely have lower sex drive, other sleep issues, low testosterone, low T as they call it. Um, testosterone is the hormone of desire. Naturally, men have 10 times the testosterone of women, but many, many men have low testosterone. Medications. If you take cholesterol medication, if you take a heart medication, if you take sometimes antidepressants, these affect desire and function. And I want to say that desire and function for men go very much hand in hand, you know, um, similar to if a woman has sexual pain, what is her level of desire going to be? Probably lower because it doesn't feel good. Or right. if she's really embarrassed by her body image, what's her level of desire going to be? Maybe lower because she doesn't want to be in that sexual situation where she's thinking about her body. Right. Alcohol. Alcohol is another big one. Um, But going back to erectile difficulties, you know, 
this is a very real statistic. In 2017, um, a gentleman by the name of Farini, Farini discovered that, you know, what is normative in males in their 40s is that 40% of the time they're going to have ED. Men in their 50s, 50% of the time it's normal to have ED. In their 60s, 60% of the time, and so on and so on. So because this isn't a well-known fact, Mm -hmm. men feel like, oh my gosh, what's wrong? I mean, I used to be able to just do this. Why is this such a problem? So there are so many different reasons why men have lower desire. And oftentimes it's really either physiologically related or emotionally related. You know, Mm -hmm. also... You know, women will often go to, it's me, it's me. Yes. They'll think it's because they're not attractive enough or he, yeah, I don't, I don't longer do it for him. And the other thing that, you know, women suffer from is because there's an assumption that men are just these very, very, very sexual beings all the time, that Mm -hmm. when they're not sexual with, if you're not sexual with me, that must mean you're cheating. That must mean you're getting it someplace else. That because because you can't possibly not feel, you know, like you want to have sex. And yeah. so many times, many times men are accused like, all right, so who are you with? You must be seeing someone else. And yeah. some of the time that may be true. I'm not suggesting it's never true, but mm-hmm. many times it really isn't true. Yeah. Back to that, what you were saying, how there's the different, you know, the many reasons. If that's your partner, where can you suggest would be the first source for them, I guess, to rule things out? So let's say that this is, it's an issue, your partner, and you're very, you're communicative. And in trying to help your partner, what would you suggest to them to check out first? Right. So before you even see a sex therapist, my very first um, intervention before, if somebody calls me and says, I'd like to make an appointment, the first thing I want to know is, have you had your testosterone checked? Right. And uh-huh. there, there's there's blood work. for It's blood work. It's a blood test. And there's two kinds of testosterone. So you need to have actually two things checked. You need to have your total testosterone checked, but also what's called your free unbound testosterone. And that's basically your working testosterone. So in other words, you could have in your blood work, your total testosterone could look perfectly normal, but your free unbound testosterone might be very low. So the working testosterone is low. That's the one that we really want to look at. Mm-hmm. So you want to make sure that if you go to your, and you can go to your primary care physician, um, you can even go to a Medi-Merge, you know, if you're there for another reason, um, and get that tested, but you definitely want both tested. And one, one other piece to having that tested, um, your highest level of testosterone, a man's highest level of testosterone mm-hmm. is first thing in the morning. Mm-hmm. So when you get this blood work done, if you're a person that's more often than not sexual at night, you should really have the testosterone checked as late in the evening as possible okay. because you could have a really strong testosterone in the morning, but by the evening, it's like de minimis. It's, it's significantly reduced. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Okay. So, so that's why and, sometimes it, someone will wake up with an erection. <laughs> 
Yes, that's absolutely okay. the reason why. Yes. Okay. And what are some of the challenges that someone would have if their partner had low sexual desire? Well, I mean, again, the first thing is our assumption is, you know, women, we often look at ourselves, you know, what, what's wrong with me? Am I not attractive enough? Does he not desire me anymore? Um, my body has changed. Is this, is this something that I'm doing wrong? You know, we have a tendency to look at ourselves first and say, you know, what's wrong with me? Am I not satisfying? Am I not attractive is a big one. Um, mm. And then, you know, women will often, go to, you know, is it that you're attracted to someone else? As I said, you know, is it that you no longer love me? Is it that you no longer desire me? Because again, the issue is that we believe that men should, should be ready to go all the time. And that's, that's just not true. That changes over time with age and with all the factors that I, that I stated, you know, men are stressed out people too. Yeah. This is this is giving it more humanizing the, the like yes. imagery that we have, and for I guess it sounds like there's psychological or emotional, and then there's the physical. So how is low desire in men treated? Maybe first on the psychological side, and then on the physical side, depending on what the issue is. Right. So if if a man calls me up and and says, listen, my wife and I or my partner and I have been together for a really long time, you know, or even not so long. um, And I'm just I'm not feeling the desire as much. And it's causing problems in my relationship, tension, upset, hurt feelings, etc. You know, the first thing I will say is I definitely want you to go get I want to rule out any medical factors, right? So I'm going to find out what medications are you on? What's your alcohol or drug intake? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, tell me about your relationship. Let's look at your low testosterone. You know, tell me about the stress in your life. I want to understand that. Tell me about your sleep. You know, Mm -hmm. I want to know about what the sleep looks like. I want to look at any, any changes in your life, any deaths, any, any traumatic events, any change in job, any change in family health. You know, there's lots of different parameters. So I'm kind of exploring with the man, you know, let's talk about, let's look at your whole life and see what's going on situationally. I also really want to know at what point did things change? You know, I'll often ask in therapy, you know, why now? Why are you seeing me now? What's happening now? And usually by the time people see me, unfortunately, things have kind of peaked to some sort of a crisis level. Mm-hmm. Like my, my, my partner might leave me or my partner's accusing me of cheating and I'm really not. Or you know, a partner and I are arguing all the time, or, you know, we don't even snuggle on the couch anymore because I don't want to give her any wrong ideas. So I've kind of eliminated the physical affection piece, you know, very similar response to what women do when we have low desire. We don't want to turn you on. We don't want to give you the wrong ideas. So we kind of don't even hug you or kiss you anymore. Men will do the same kind of thing. They'll avoid, oh, she's in bed now. Let's let me sneak back into the bedroom. Um, and so the other pieces, you know, I, I want to kind of find out about what is your sexuality like with yourself? You know, are you masturbating? How often are you masturbating? What are the circumstances of your masturbation? And also, I'll actually ask very specifically, how do you masturbate, right? Because mm-hmm. 
many times the manner in which men masturbate doesn't translate to having sex and intercourse or any kind of physical connection, right? right. Um, and a lot of women will come see me and say, how can you tell me, Dr. Hyde, that my husband has low desire when he's in front of the, the, the computer watching pornography? I caught him. I saw him masturbating. Why uh -huh. doesn't he just do that with me? Why, why does he go to that outlet? And then the woman assumes what, Tina? What does oh, she assume? she's cheating or he's, yeah. Right. That, oh, well, I can't have, you know, the, the, the body of a porn actress. Right. I can't match whatever those people do. Right. And so it ends up being a situation where women feel like they're competing with the porn actress. Mm -hmm. And what's actually happening more often than not is that what the woman realizes or what the man is trying to do is, I don't want to be in a situation where somebody's watching me, checking if I have an erection, checking if uh, I'm going to come, checking, you know, because women use that erection as a gauge for how attractive the man might be to us. Right. So we reach over and we touch it and we, is it, is it it's like a thermometer? Is, it, <laughs> yeah. it, is the oven preheated enough? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Yeah. And a man is like, oh my gosh, I have to be ready. I have to be yeah. ready. It's a tremendous amount of pressure yeah. for a man. Yeah. Oh, that, so, uh -huh. yes, please. Uh, and this actually, I think what might be um, more difficult is if it's someone who's not a long-term partner. So my last question is probably, I've just even heard friends uh, mention it. What if on the woman's side, what do you say if you're on a couple dates with someone and maybe there is a performance issue and then you can tell that your date uh, starting to get is in his head and it kind of starts getting angry, like how... What can one say to someone who you're not in a long-term relationship with to kind of ease the situation, ease the tension, and not have them feel the performance anxiety? I mean, I think the first thing you have to understand is that it's likely not you. It's really, mm -hmm. really, really not likely not you. Mm -hmm. And then the second thing you have to understand is for most men, it's a, it's embarrassing. It's uncomfortable. Yeah. It's, oh, it's mortifying. It's, oh, yeah. no, I want it to work. And I really like this person or I'm really turned on and my right. body isn't cooperating. So as a woman, as a, as a caring partner, I think you say, listen, we've got plenty of time to connect. This is only the first few times. It takes time for our bodies to get comfortable with yeah. a new person. Yeah. As we as you relax and you see that I'm really enjoying you, I'm really enjoying getting to know you. We can take our time. We can go slowly. It's not all dependent. My my desire to hang out with you and my physical attraction to you does not have to do with how hard you are or when you ejaculate or if you don't ejaculate. And I think these things are not the end all and be all. So let's take it slow. Let's take our time. Let's mm -hmm. relax with one another. And, you know, things will slowly come. I, I'm okay. I'm not running away. I'm not leaving ship. I'm not jumping overboard. It's 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 very common. It's pretty normal when we're getting to know one another that our bodies just aren't always perfectly in sync. 
And I analogize it to the first time you French kiss someone. It's sort of mm-hmm. like, oh, sometimes your nose bangs into one another. Sometimes yeah. your teeth hit. Sometimes your tongues are going in the wrong direction. But over time, you kind of get into a rhythm and a dance. Yeah. And it all pretty much works out. So not to put, to just kind of tell your partner, listen, we've got plenty of time. Yeah. I'm not worried. It's all going to be okay. And let's just enjoy ourselves. Let's just enjoy the whole process of all of it. And what would the advice you would give to the man who's going through it and is starting to have that anxiety? He's in his head like, oh my God, she's going to think I can't. Right. I think the first thing, you know, men reflexively will reassure the woman, it's not you. Uh Where it becomes problematic is when the woman comes back and insists, well, is it, are you sure? Is there anything else I can do? And then he feels awful because he's like, great. Now this woman thinks like it's her and that puts even more pressure on him. So I think the best thing for a man to do is to say, listen, this happens. I want you to know that you know, I'm very attracted to you and my body is just not cooperating today. I don't know. My mind is so into you, but my body isn't cooperating. Let's go slowly. It will work. It's just going to take a little time. Okay. I love that little advice on both sides. (laughs) Thank you so much, Dr. Hyde. As usual, every month we always, you always share your valuable knowledge. Everyone. Thank you. And I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you liked what you heard, don't forget to subscribe. You can also find me on my website, ironstrongfitness.net, or follow me on Instagram at ironstrongfit. See you at the next episode.